Welcome to the Chopped Guillotine Fantasy Football Podcast with your host, Joe Harris. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back in to your favorite podcast series on the internet. I'm Joe Harris, and I'm hosting the Chopped Guillotine Podcast's Week 3 Exit Interviews. That's right. It's another episode of Bring Out Your Dead, where I sit down with three very unfortunate gentlemen, and we talk about what went wrong for them. We have an absolutely electric slate of guests on the show for you today, starting with one who actually is a super surprise guest. Now, most of you out there listening don't know the people who I'm interviewing to begin with, but it goes to show, I mean, it go, it's it's worth saying that the man that we're interviewing in our very first interview of today's episode, he, he knows nothing about football. I will completely level with you. If, if you're listening to this to get hard-hitting and insightful fantasy advice, you're not going to get it in that in that interview the reason behind this is one of the people who was eliminated was butthurt because he did really good last year he thought he was going to do really good this year and then his team laid an egg pooped the bed and now he's eliminated and rather than being a man rather than owning up to his mistakes he declined to be interviewed and so i figured to make him feel silly make him feel stupid bad about himself even i would i would allow my roommate who i don't think has ever watched a full football game start to finish um i i decided to give him the reins and you know we i'm very appreciative of evan for sitting down and chatting with me the other two interviews though were thoroughly insightful between Braden bond and lucas klotz they both had wonderful things to say they were absolutely glowing i thoroughly enjoy talking to them and you're going to hear from them very shortly but for now i'm not going to bury the lead any longer for the next five minutes you're going to have the evan danaher slash josh ragusa interview it's kind of dumb i'll level with you it's silly but it's pretty fun um, and then after that we get into the more you know serious hard-hitting type of stuff thank you very much for listening. I'm not sure if I said that at the end of the last episode, but we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you smacking that follow button. And without further ado, we're going to hop into interview number one. All right. Welcome into our first interview of the day. The first person who got eliminated from guillotine this week, his name was Josh Ragusa. Now Josh Ragusa, he had a pretty stellar season last year. He made it to the top six he had all 100% of his fab up until week nine. He drafted an incredible team last year, and he rolled with it for a very long time. He should be very proud of that. But this year, he should not be proud. Because not only did Josh Ragusa get eliminated in week four this year, but he wouldn't even fucking come to an interview. And so for that, I've got my roommate here, Evan Danaher, who doesn't know jack or shit about football, and I'm going to interview him as if he's Josh Ragusa. Evan, Josh, how are you doing today? Feeling like the biggest bitch on the planet. You should feel like the biggest bitch on the planet. 
Not only did your guillotine team suck ass, but you couldn't even show up to my interview. Fuck you. I know. I'm such a hoe. You are such a hoe. So, Mr. Ragusa Danaher Jones, um, please walk me through what went wrong for your team this week. I think the biggest thing is uh, drafting a guy named Rashid Shaheed, man. I mean... I should have known that there's going to be drama there. Yeah. Not starting my boy, DJ Chark. Oh, yeah. D- DJ Chark, that, that was someone actually that we talked about on this show. Of He's probably in line to start because Andy Dalton's rolling into town. And he's better than Bryce Young, the rookie toothpick sensation. Ragusa clearly doesn't watch the podcast. You know what? If I bet that if Josh Ragusa listened to the podcast, he would make time to show up. But he didn't make time to show up because he's a bitch. Feeling like the biggest bitch right mm-hmm. now, man. I mean, come on. And and more on that Rashid Shahid point, I don't understand how you can trust someone who clearly has like generational lack of creativity. Like you, it, it's like you go, you give birth to the child, and you name it basically two letters off of what your own last name is. We gotta have a talk about that. Hey, man, take it up with his parents. I will. I hope they listen to this show. I hope they hear what I had to say about their naming skills for that child. Mr. and Mrs. Shahid, man. Mm-hmm. Your son, zero receptions, zero yards. Brutal. Personally, if that were me, if I was in the league, oh, I yeah? would not let that happen. You would not let that happen. Uh, for those of you who don't know, actually, Evan Danher is an NCAA athlete. Yeah, yeah. One of these days you'll see me on some potato chip bags. I'll be making the NIL money. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, he plays um, Quidditch, also known as, actually now officially known as Quadball. Quadball, yeah. For the University of Missouri. So, you're, you're probably the most famous guest we've ever had on this show. Ah, uh, uh. <laughs> Stop, stop. Fans are going crazy. Oh, they are. They're loving it out there, I believe it. So, uh... <clears throat> Josh, is there anything you wish you had done differently other than the start-sit decisions? You know, was there was there a moment in the draft? Was there a trade you wish you had made? I think uh, going back, I must have been really high drafting this team because <laughs> this team's kind of ass. Wow. So I think I, I'd go back, mm-hmm. sober up a little bit, yeah. hit the drawing board again, and draft everybody. I get you. I really do. You know, like I, I understand that it's fun. You know, you want to sometimes you want to have a few drinks with the boys while you're doing the draft. That makes sense. But, you know, when you drafted this team, you were clearly under under too many influences, too many, too many to count. Well, Josh, at the end of every interview, what I like to do is I like to give the man being interviewed the floor I like to give you the chance to speak, not just to the league, not just to the listeners, but actually to all the players on your team that let you down. Because as you know, you may not be aware of this, but every person in the NFL listens to this podcast. And so if you have beef with one of these players, now is your chance to air that and they will hear it. I guarantee you. So the floor is yours. Well, thanks for giving me the floor, Joe. Uh, as Goose, I'd just like to say, uh, fuck the entire Raiders defense for scoring one whole point. 
I'm telling you, if you put the quad ball team out there, we're scoring at least 1.5 points out Whoa. there. Whoa. Those are bold saying. bold statements, but Did I they like play it. Pittsburgh? They did play the Pittsburgh Playing Steelers. The Steelers? Who's even their quarterback? Kenny Pickett. Your hands might be bigger than his, actually. <laughs> and that's hard. That that's is hard. hard. We all know Goose is a tiny man. In fact, I think he's shorter than. I think I'm sh- sorry. I think I'm shorter than Evan Danaher. Wow. Uh, I, I believe you, actually. I believe you, Josh. Um, man, I, I, I don't even know any of these other people out here, so fuck all of them, honestly. But shout out Jalen Hurts. Yeah. The team. You know, Jalen Hurts didn't let you down, but, uh, but everyone else certainly did. Facts. Evan, Josh, whatever moniker you're going by today, uh, thank you very much for stopping by, for giving your time to the show. I uh, greatly appreciate it. And if anyone else refuses an interview... I know who to come to. I'll be back. All right. And we'll catch you all in the next interview with the one and only Braden Bond. And welcome into our first interview of the day. We're sitting down with none other than Braden Bond, possibly the man who I was most excited to interview when starting the series. Braden, how are you feeling today? Uh, I, I felt better, Joe. I felt better. But you know what? It's, a, it's been a long day. Uh, I'm excited to be here at 10 p.m. at night with you. You know what? Of all the things we could be doing at 10 p.m. at night, this is probably the fucking lamest. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So, Braden, I'm not sure how familiar you are with this show, but when we do these interviews, we like to start at the very beginning, the root of the problem. What went down on draft night? Tell me about your experience. Well, well I'll tell you, Joe, uh, from day one, I fucked up. The team was the team was not good for all the start. So, I... Uh, most I'm, honest man I've ever interviewed. <laughs> I'm in seven leagues. Last year I did three, and I said to myself I wasn't going to do more than three. You know what? I, yeah. uh, I decided to double that, uh, more than double that. Well, and, well, now you're only in six, fortunately. Yeah, now I'm in six. So Good for nice. you. Good on you. Yeah. But, uh, when I look at my team, I'm just like, I think I had to have been drunk, blackout drunk or something to even choose these guys. Like, they just underperformed. Wow. And it's just been a rough, rough three weeks. Well, the good news is the pain is over. Um, are are there any picks in your draft that you think were especially bad, or were there any that you think you know? Even though I'm out, that was a really great pick. You know what? Uh, I'd say so. Trevor Lawrence. I, I kind of had high hopes for Trevor Lawrence, and he he played shit. He, he played did shit the past three weeks. Um, so as a QB right off the gate, right off the bat, I just uh, was struggling there. And then it comes up to my running back, my backup running back, David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I kind of had also had hopes for because uh, being part of the Bears last year. Was, uh, yeah. No, and, and David Montgomery was also a really excellent yeah. guillotine pick just because he, he's one of the guys that's lower on draft boards because he was supposed to not be as valuable late in the season. But conversely, that means he has more value early on in the season. And so those are the sort of guys that are like really good values. I thought that was an excellent yeah. pick when you made it, honestly. And then there's Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, I was like, I don't know when I picked him, but uh, I saw him as a sleeper. He's, he's one of those guys last year, especially. He has those couple games where he goes absolutely off, and then the next week he gets like three points. Right. No, I, I know it. And like for the last for the last four years also, three yeah. of them, he has scored more points than DK Metcalf, but he's always drafted yeah. behind DK Metcalf. Yeah. Like that was another – I looked at that pick and I was like, damn, Braden knows what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, week one, he, week one he put up three points, and then the second week, 26. Yep. Like – like that's that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's the Tyler does. Lockett experience, baby. Then there's uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, just a hail mary right there. 
He played well with the Rams last year. I was hoping he was a safe like ten point minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was more of a five point and less minimum. Yeah, <laughs> more of a ten point maximum yeah. guy. Yeah, uh, he did not play well. Um, I mean, I feel like most of the receivers, uh, Baltimore, have not been playing well. They have the new guy though. Uh, uh, Zay Flowers. Flowers. Flowers is kind of carrying. Zay them. Flowers is soaking up the targets. Like, yeah, and he's not even that many points. No, they're like they're all short yeah. area targets. Yeah. He's an incredibly fast receiver, and he's only catching balls five yards downfield. Yeah. And then there's uh, Darnell Moody, who was just there, and I was like, you know what, I'll take him. Uh, he's probably going to be a safe couple, couple receptions, some yards, but I'm pretty sure he got injured. There, there is no such thing as safe yeah. in the Bears' in offense. The Bears offense yeah. It's you just that? it's just it was a stupid mistake. I mean, zero points week three, zero points week two, and then there was. 15 week one. It's like, what what happened? Right. And, and week one, he was on the bench, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. So then you so, go, oh, I've got to start him now. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone falls for it. I even drafted Mark Andrews. And, of course, he had to get hurt and injured the first week. He did. So I picked up Hayden Hurst, who I remember you were trying to offer me. I don't remember who it was. Who was it? Oh, that's a good question. Early in the season, you offered me someone, two players for Mark Andrews. Yeah. You're gonna give me another tight end and like a receiver. And I That's right. I was trying. I was trying to upgrade. It was Jahan Dotson and Jake Ferguson yeah. for Mark Andrews, and yeah. I'm glad that. Well, Jahan Dotson actually dropped a goose egg last week, so yeah. maybe well, Hayden Hurst got me 15 points that week one, so that was actually a, a good pickup there. He mm-hmm. made me, got me a touchdown, five receptions, 41 yards. Yeah, I, I totally didn't see it coming. Like that. That was one of the guys I talked about on this podcast as like a sit. Yeah. I was gen- I from the bottom of my heart, I was trying to help you. Yeah. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were. I was also trying to help me. I can do two things at once, right? Yeah. I'm an excellent multitasker. Uh, then Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb was my star. He was uh, who I was basing this team around. I know. And you and you did it exactly the right way. You drafted the running back early and then you yeah. didn't hit another running back until late. It yeah. was a good guillotine running back. It's just Yeah. I mean, no Kareem Hunt. I'm like Nick Chubb. Yeah. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both putting up like Maybe 20 points a week together with him on the same team right. last year. I was expecting Nick Chubb to go off. And he, I mean, he got 16 points the first week, six points the second week, and then. I mean, he, he had he six got, points yeah, in like six one, points quarter. In one quarter. And then his, uh, his, his leg turned into a 90 degree angle in the opposite direction. Yeah. That was rough. That, that's a, that was a really, yeah. really tough video. Yes, it was. So, I mean, losing Nick Chubb, it's a really hard bounce back, especially when you're RB2. Just mm-hmm. also happens also to be injured. Back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a really hard thing to get out of, especially this early in a guillotine league. There's not going to be good running backs on the wire for the most yeah. part. Cause like the guys who get eliminated are the guys who either didn't draft running backs hardly at all, or guys who more than often had their running backs either just be duds or get injured. Yeah. And so there's just, there's not a lot of, inviting options yeah. out there for you which is rough my bench was also not helpful at all like my bench players put up probably combined 10 points every week with cole Harmon doing nothing i don't know why i drafted kyle murray i was expecting to last longer than three weeks <laughs> uh and then kareem hunt i even drafted kareem hunt i was like maybe he'll join a team oh yeah you never know cleveland uh after nick chubb got hurt so it was kind of like a fuck you to me I guess it, it was, was a it was a series of yeah. 
unfortunate. righteously unfortunate events for Braden Bond. And and you know what? If you're going to be eliminated like that, you can keep your head held high and be like, yeah. I don't suck. Yeah. Well, I might suck, but I didn't lose because I suck. I, I lose just, because people hurt. With the, with the $500 I had, also the first player I picked up from bench, I didn't know you could claim someone for $0. So oh, I yeah. was able to spend $1 before I got eliminated. What did you spend your $1 on? Um, who was it? I think it may have been... Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Marvin Jones Jr. Or Hubbard. I think it may have been. No, it was Chuba Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard, Chuba I gotcha. Hubbard. Yeah. yeah. Carolina Panthers mystery running back. Yeah. No, I, was just one of the only ones left running back last year. Yeah. Last year, I picked Chuba Hubbard up everywhere when they traded Christian McCaffrey, uh, and then he was just. He was not good. He was buns. Yeah. He was buns, but. Buns on a stick. Not good at all. And then yeah. I was uh, I was contemplating whatever who was the who had Devontae Adams first week? Was it week one or two that they lost and Devontae Adams was on the board? It was week one because Devontae put up yeah. like six catches for sixty seven. Yeah. There were some good one. players on the waiver wire, but I was telling myself I'm like, okay, if I just save my money, right, survive a couple more weeks, then I have a better opportunity of getting better players and then I won't be broke going into week ten. So I was, exactly. I was kind of playing the long haul. I was like you know what? If I'm not gonna have good players now, uh, then there's no reason for me to spend the money. I'm just gonna lose either way. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and you know that that's the story of most of the people that we've interviewed so far. It's just you know save and then win big yeah. later. But it, it's really hard in in the first few weeks. It's a little fluky, but once you get past like week two, if you haven't spent anything, then you're probably either a god at drafting. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you're making a mistake. Let's say you, you spend the money right off the, the bat, then you're you're probably more than likely not going to win this series, which is like what you're doing. Like yeah, you're totally. Spend half of your budget week two, and then your team just plays absolute shit the next week. Then like, yeah, I get you. You're gonna be short. You're not gonna win. The uh, the rule that we like to go with that I talked about on uh, the previous episode that aired on Tuesday, um, you want to spend probably two thirds of the budget. In the first one third of the season, and then two thirds of your remaining in the second third of the season, and then whatever you've got left for the last six weeks, because the people who are left in the last six weeks all have no money. <laughs> and there might be one guy who, you know, flukes his way in. It's not impossible, yeah. but so much money gets deleted and just not spent on players, especially in the first two thirds of the season, that it, there's no reason not to spend it for the most part. I mean, looking at all these teams too, it's like I put I can't I put it up a whopping fifty two points against Andrew Stevens, who put up a whopping one hundred and fifty two points. Yeah, the uh, tripled me. I mean, no disrespect because you were in dire straits, yeah. but fifty two points is was, the lowest that we have seen in a guillotine league. I, I don't ever. Get it. I don't get it. It was just yeah phenomenal. Every everything went wrong. Yeah, uh, we're wrong. we're gonna go ahead. Actually, we're gonna trans transfer away from the draft and we're going to transition into that fateful Sunday. How did you feel going into that Sunday? Uh, I expected to lose, Joe. I expected to lose. <laughs> you know, I was, I was, uh, I remember waking up that Sunday morning and I was like, oh gosh, time to spend an hour and a half looking at every waiver and all my uh, fantasy teams and just wanting, contemplating, you know, just giving up and all and just not watching football. Yeah. Uh, and I wish I did that, John. I wish I did that. Well, you got to watch the Chiefs yeah. game. That was a... Yeah, that was fun. The Chiefs and the Dolphins game, I mean, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill just needs to be the number one pick. 
I yeah, like no, he he should have he right now he probably should have been the yeah. number one pick. I don't know though. Jefferson is doing it without a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, that could statistically he could end up the safer pick. But regardless, so that that day you woke up. Did anyone did anyone approach you, Braden, and say, you know, I've got I've got a running back on my bench who plays a really bad defense. He might be better than Elijah Dotson. Who got a fat zero? Um, it may have happened, Joe, but I, I didn't really look at my team because I, I just looked at it and got disgusted. Yeah. Okay. So that that makes sense, and I mean the odds of a second round rookie running yeah. back, you know, yeah. being enough to get you above the one hundred point threshold. Yeah, he's not. It's pretty low. Not awesome at all. I did yeah. have people approach me though, uh, like trying to get their own self gain, uh, telling me to trade them my best players. For nothing and giving them some of my own money. Oh, I uh, I don't think I would have let that one slide actually yeah, as commissioner. No, I, was, that... I, was about, I was like, you know what? I'm contemplating it because Joe did play a little dirty uh, last week with his little trades. Oh, okay. Now. Hey, that I was willing to give the fab and the player. He said, no, give me Garrett Wilson next week. I said, okay. If you were in my position, you would have done the same. I wouldn't have even thought about it. That's, that's yeah. You, 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 like, you did some intensive research. People, we expected like the guy you traded points to go with him, but you still kept his points from that week. So I did. Like it it was locked. Yeah. It was locked. Yeah. So. Hey, it's whatever. I To me, it's the equivalent of trading a player who has had their bye week for someone who hasn't had their bye yeah. week. It's like I, I acquired 16 weeks of Chris Olave in exchange for 15 weeks of Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Feels great right now because yeah, Zach Wilson I mean, is pooping his Zach pants. Wilson is, He's got a streak of brown they, running down his they, leg. They, every... may, they may pick up Colin Kaepernick. Oh <laughs> lord! Can you imagine? I saw a uh, someone released it earlier today a, a letter that Kaepernick wrote to the Jets saying how he's been training for the past five years, hasn't stopped training, but I mean he also hasn't played in the NFL in way more than that. He hasn't. I respectfully, yeah, like, I would take Zach Wilson over yeah. Colin Kaepernick. Every day of the week. I want Zach Wilson to pull through so bad. I want him to have that that hero story where he comes back, just makes it to the playoffs, maybe doesn't win the Super Bowl, but plays well. Yeah. Toward, down the stretch, pull, pulls what the Lions did last year. You yeah. know, start start one and six, and then be competitive. Like they don't even have to make the playoffs. He just has to be. He's just scared. He's scared in the pocket. He he doesn't look down the field. He he's just like has his eyes set somewhere and then just doesn't look right. Back. It's first read, then Garrett yeah. Wilson, because Garrett yeah. Wilson, for whatever reason, is never the first read on this offense, but that's a problem for someone I mean, else. Dalvin Cook is not doing anything for them. No. I mean... They have a horrible offensive line. Though. Terrible O-line, no running back help. Brees Hall's eventually going to be back, but yeah. like yeah. he's, we see him running. He's just not the same. No. It's a tough look for the Jets. If, if you or a loved one is a Jets fan or knows a Jets fan, um, pray for them. They need it. So, Braden, to wrap up this here interview, I like to give everyone who I interview, I like to give them the floor. I want them to have the chance to speak, you know, not just to me, not just to the league, but everyone out there who's listening. It may even be the players because, fun fact, I don't know if you know this actually, but every single person who plays in the NFL listens to this podcast. So, if you have, yeah, yeah, it's great. So, if you have beef with one of the players, if you have a problem with what they did to you, now is your chance to. Make your feelings known. Okay. Um, I'd like to call out Canarius Tony, Joe. He, man, man had no hands 
at all. I think he he may have walked out there with with no hands. Like I mean, he should have had green gloves on and had a green screen. Like there may have well have been nothing. Mm-hmm. I I think it actually may have been better if there were no hands. Yeah. So that he could like so he could chest excuse. catch it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That could have been I mean, the way. Overall, I just want to call like my whole team out. Like, even me as as a draft manager, like that was just a underwhelming performance. I thought I was going in there doing something and. Lo and behold, I uh, I did nothing, and sometimes I think maybe that was my subconscious saying, like, you know what, let's just let's just lose this league, get out of it, and focus on other things. You're you're in too many leagues. Yeah, I'm too involved in other things. Yeah, it's not you, it's me. Hey, basically, basically, yeah. I just want to see, I want to see this beef with everyone else continue throughout the series. I want to read the group chats, see the trades, mm-hmm. um, see who shits the bed, see who gets the most points, because like right now there's some teams who are putting up big numbers. Yeah. You know the the teams that had oh, Devon A chain, yeah, and uh, and tried to trade you Devon A chain. Those would have been well. You know what? Uh, I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> That's fair. I, actually, I I just saw that it's supposed to be pronounced Achan. Achan, yeah. Achan, yeah. yeah. So shit. I guess I don't even know who he is. Yeah. My bad. No, it was uh, my first new team league in the books. So we'll we'll see. I'll I'll live and I'll learn. Yeah. Um, we'll continue to. Uh, I may do what my grandfather do, does and print out a paper or just have a piece of paper next to me and then write my entire draft handwritten. Whoa. And that way I know exactly what I'm doing uh, and have just all the notes I can. That's commitment. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. I respect it. Um, any last pieces of advice for the people who are still alive out there? What can they learn from you? If you love yourself, do not do a guillotine league. Uh, and if you don't love yourself, I guess do do a guillotine league. But spend all your money week one. All of it. All right, Braden, thank you very much for being on the show. Everyone else, thank you so much for listening to the Braden Bond portion of today's interview show. We're now going to slip over to the next victim of the big fat guillotine chopping block. It's Lucas Klotz. Thank you, Jeff. And welcome back into our third interview of the day. We've got... Lucas Klotz from Guillotine League number three. Lucas, how are you feeling in this very moment? Man, Joe Harris, I'm just doing completely awful. I just had an absolutely awful performance this week. It was really embarrassing, to be honest. Yeah. What um, Is it any consolation? What NFL team do you root for? The Chiefs, thankfully. So yeah. we just put the clobbering on the Bears. So that's, you know, you know I haven't fully lost it. That 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 softens the blow to be sure, but the the hits started coming for you, Lucas, and they didn't stop coming. So on this show, we like to start and where it all went wrong, the draft. Tell me about your draft experience and what your plan was going into it. Shoot, man, I came into the draft guns blazing. I was gunning it for Trevor Lawrence. Knew I wanted him, knew I wanted the flow. Picked up Derrick Henry, who gave me a whopping 1.8 yards per carry this week. That was wild. It was really just demoralizing. Got Terry McLaurin, Josh Jacobs. You know, I got Dallas Goddard in both of my leagues. I thought he was going to be goaded. I'm so wrong, apparently. You know, draft really did not go well looking back at it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of people who before the draft process were saying that like if you're gonna tra- if you're gonna draft a tight end, the tight end should either be Travis Kelsey or an absolute bum. 
because the absolute bums score about the same as the guys who were, you know, quote-unquote average tight ends. No, literally. I was expecting so much from Dallas Goddard. Mm-hmm. I was expecting 50 points a week. Yeah. Easy peasy. No, the um, a, a lot of the greater late tight end people are getting quite vindicated in these days. The uh, A good handful of the people who we've interviewed on this show have been like, dang, I, I drafted this tight end super high. I thought he was going to give me a good floor, and they don't exist with tight ends. I guess not, man. The days of tight ends are... Not really hearing. They're dwindling. You know what? I, I like to say that tight ends are basically kickers, except one of them is Travis Kelsey. <laughs> that is and true. And that's about it. That is true. <laughs> so um, your your first two picks, though, you had to have felt pretty confident about. Yeah, I felt great. I think that I had a really good running back room. Uh, this week it didn't go so well, but I got Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs, and I really thought that was going to be a good one-two punch. And yeah, just... those are those are a couple of bona fide RB ones going into the season. But I mean, it, it's really hard to blame either of them when their their average carries they're getting hit behind the line of scrimmage. Like going into this week, Josh Jacobs had fifty-six rushing yards after contact, and he had forty-eight total rushing yards. It's brutal, man. It's like, those stats are, you look at those and you think that someone hit the wrong button. You think the numbers are broken, but no, he's just, he, there's no offensive line in Vegas or in Tennessee for that matter. Dude, Derrick Henry, he had uh, Andre Dillard blocking for him on that Tennessee offensive line. Andre Dillard got obliterated by Miles Garrett. Yeah. Absolutely. That's not a reasonable matchup. That's one of those that you got to call the Geneva Convention after the game. So, Lucas, moving out of the draft, um, you know, through the first two weeks of the season, how were you feeling? Was there any, you know, anyone on the waiver wire that you were like, damn, I kind of want that guy that you just missed? Shoot, I'm going to be honest. The first week, I forgot to spend fad points. And then I just, I went with the strategy of, I'm going to win this whole thing, not spending fad points. And if I win it, I'm going to make fun of everyone. Wow. That's a bold strategy. How did it? How do you feel about it now? <laughs> well, we can see it didn't really work, so... <laughs> well, hey, I, I always love to see people trying new strategies in these leagues. That's why we're running these leagues, so that we can offer more than just one man's perspective on how to play guillotine fantasy football. We fortunately have 48 men who are, at some point or another, going to be executed by guillotine. And they're, they're all bringing something new to the table. What Lucas brought to the table, it's unique. You know, I'm I'm glad that you're that you're here sharing your story. You hey know, man, my balls deep strategy just doesn't always work. He had to have pulled out, but he did. <laughs> I did not always wear protection. Anyways, on um on Sunday when you saw that projection total go from 111 to 100 to 90 and keep falling, what was the what was the sentiment there? Man, I just saw it dip all the way down to 70, and it was just embarrassing. I remember it was a tight race between me and one other guy, and I had one player left. Yeah, so did he. Yeah, and he had um, – who did he have? He had Tutu Atwell. He had Tutu Atwell, and he needed one reception, and I was praying someone would just come on the field and shoot Tutu Atwell. <laughs> it could have been you. It could have been me. I could have gone there. You had enough time. It was a Monday night game like that. You could have had the premeditated – it could have happened. Guys. For legal reasons, I couldn't finish that joke. It could have happened. <laughs> I could have gotten there. I, I believe you, Lucas. Don't get me wrong. So, we're now at the point of the interview, which is my personal favorite part of these interviews. Oh, no. 
Lucas, you have the floor. If there is any message that you would like to send to your league mates, to your friends back home who you've let down, um, to the players on your team, because as you know, everyone in the NFL listens to this podcast. Like they, they will hear what you have to say about their performances. So go for it. The floor is yours. Shoot, man. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and say use your fad points. Use mm. what is given to you. And second of all, don't draft Kansas City wide receivers. I drafted Sky Moore, and I'm looking at him here, and he did jack all for me. So do not draft Kansas City wide receivers, mm-hmm. especially Sky Moore. Especially Sky Moore. Don't play quarterbacks when they play against the Houston Texans. I think that's another thing we're starting to learn. Do not draft Derrick Henry. You know what? I I did in my draft primer. I said there's only one man over the age of 30 who I want to draft, and that's Travis Kelsey because, as we know, tight ends are just glorified kickers for fantasy football. But Derrick Henry certainly falls into the into the up-there-in-age category. Oh, for sure. And also, focus on your wide receivers a little more because I had Isaiah Hodgins, Allen Robinson, who's 47 years old, and Elijah Moore, who is just terrible starting. You know, it, it it's a pretty bad sign when you get traded away from the New York Jets. It is pretty bad. That should have that should have been the red flag for us, honestly. Mm-hmm. And also, I had the Commanders defense starting this week, and they had a casual thirty-seven bomb put up on them. <laughs> I probably could have got a couple yards rushing against that Commanders defense. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you know what, Lucas? I, I hope we see that one put to the test at some point in the very near future. Maybe, maybe as the uh, as a league loser's punishment, we can we can work something together. I'm sure we can pull it off because statistically, if everyone in the NFL listens to this podcast, then also everyone on the Washington Commanders listens to this podcast. So we'll we'll pull some strings. We'll see what happens. But um, Lucas, thank you much for very much for being here. Thank each and every one of you for listening to our final interview of the day, and we'll catch you next time on the Chopped Guillotine Podcast.